Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, August 10th, 2022, and this is day 1604 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you to the utmost. We praise you and worship you and give you all the gratitude. Thank you so much for waking us up to this brand new day that you created just for us. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for this day. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today. Let it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is see something do something. See, we can just sit around and mope and grope about things all day long, but it's all about now. It's time to take some action. (laughs) Yep. So uh, what is God showing you? What have you noticed that needs some attending to? Something needs to change. God gave you that. There is um, a reason for it, and it's not just to mull over it, mull over it, but it's about doing something. So we're going to be coming out of Nehemiah chapter one, verses one through 11. And when I say do something, do something uh, according to God's will. All right. Not just, just going in and doing anything, making sure you seek God's face. And we're going to be talking about Nehemiah. And that is exactly what he did. Starting at Nehemiah chapter one, verses one through 11. And it says the words of Nehemiah, son of Hekelia. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that has survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. So Nehemiah was concerned about Jerusalem because it was the Jews' holy city. As Judah's capital city, it represented Jewish national identity, and it was blessed with God's special presence in the temple. So he could not help but be concerned about their image, about how his people were doing. Verse 3 says, They said to me, Those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. So understanding those walls, what what did those represent? And that represented the stability of Jerusalem. Uh, those walls uh, protected them from their enemy. And, you know, just think about your home or a place that you go to, let's say it's a government entity or a city entity. And and if you went up to it and it, and it was corroding and breaking down, what would that say about your city, about our city? So it's very important, you know, that, that we have uh, our communities uh, intact and, and 
well positioned to protect us. Uh, and that is what these walls of Jerusalem represented. Verse 4 says, When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have attacked, we have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. And what I love about Nehemiah is how humble and honest he is. He not only was going before God for the people, but for himself. He was saying, I too have been disobedient. You know, um, I too need to get my act together. And so that's important. As And as he humbly went to God, glorifying God, admonishing God first, then he he repented and, and asked God to forgive him, confessed his sins. And, you know, it's so powerful. It's such a great outline for us. Verse 8 says, Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. Look what he did. He prayed God's word. We need to know God's word, all, you know, for a few reasons. To guide our lives, to understand the benefits and the promises God has for us. And then when we pray, praying those promises, what God said. Father, remember, you know, well, he remembers everything, right? But your word says, you know, that uh, you'll never leave me nor forsake me. Lord, um, you know, your word says, trust in you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And Lord, I'm doing that. I'm giving you my all. And and God hears that. Uh, he hears our prayers. Verse 10 says, and then he takes action, right? Verse 10 says, they are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. I was cupbearer to the king. And so I'm going to go ahead and read down to chapter. Um, well, no, I won't. I'll, I'll continue this because it is, I don't want to rush through it. But summing it up, he did get permission from the king to go forth and begin to do the rebuilding of the walls in Jerusalem. So let's get to our points. Let's look at that. And, and I want to just highlight some of the things that Nehemiah 
uh, demonstrated. First of all, he praised God. He gave thanksgiving to God. Uh, he was repentive. And he had a specific request and commitment. Heartfelt prayers like Nehemiah's can help clarify, one, any problem you may be facing. And I'm reading out of my commentary, out of my New International Version of the Bible. Is so This is so on point, so I want to share this. Uh, and then, so any problem we may be facing, we just go to God with that. Number two, God's great power to help you. Uh, recognizing that. And then third, the job you have to do. So by the end of his prayer, Nehemiah knew what action he had to take. When we pray, difficult decisions fall into proper perspective and appropriate actions follow. Woo, glory to God. Prayer is powerful. When we see something, we need to do something. And that starts with first, we feel that heartfelt pain. We feel uh, the need uh, through what God has gifted us to do, to do something about it. Then we must pray. Number one, what have you seen that needs repair, but you're still waiting on someone else to do something about it? What are you neglecting to do for yourself because you're so busy taking care of others? You see it, you feel it, but for some reason, you don't believe you deserve to be happy or joyful. Many times we're so consumed with fulfilling our task that we leave God out and we don't seek his face, even when it comes to self-care. Yeah, we we need to do that. And, and we neglect ourselves because we do see something and we're doing something about it. But God is saying, are you taking care of yourself at the same time? So there is a careful balance there. Many times we see a breakdown in our marriages and refuse to do anything or say anything for fear of making things worse. Uh, and and I'm using that as an example because I've been there, done that. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even going to rock the boat. I'm, you know what? We'll just glide through this. You know, he go his way. I'll go my way. Uh, and God really dealt with my heart on that during a, a period of my time of marriage uh, to my husband, who I've been with since the eighth grade. We've, we've been dating, had been dating since the eighth grade and married at 19 and been married for 44 years now. I have three grown children, um, 43, 40, and, and one soon to be um, 38 or 39. Please forgive me. Oh my gosh, I need to know that. But... <laughs> It, it was during our, our mid years, it was easy uh, to just avoid. And I saw what needed to be done. My husband saw what needed to be done, but we avoided until we yielded and began to talk it out. And I'll never forget, we had a situation where uh, we always had our own vehicles each and something happened. Our finances were going through. I mean, they were sorry. <laughs> they were going through some rough times, I'll say. And uh, during a period of our lives. And we ended up having to share a vehicle. And we had not been so used to being together like that. And having to ride together, coordinate our schedules and talk things through. And God 
allow that to happen with with his answer to my prayer. <laughs> so don't be surprised how he's going to answer that prayer. And we rode together for months and we began to get things in order and we conversated and talked unlike we have been, like we did when we first got together. And God worked that situation out so beautifully. Next, as a single person, you, you see areas that you can make a positive difference but you feel inadequate because you feel that the situation takes a married couple to do the work. Like maybe you feel like, I want a child. Adopting a child. You might think, well, no, I'm not. I don't have anybody to help me. You've got God. If God has put that on your heart to do that, you need to do it. Or you might say, I want to go out to dinner, but I don't want to go alone. God is with you. Many times there are going to be things that we're going to have to shift and do things differently. We see something within ourselves that we want to do, that we need to do. It could be going to a concert, to the movies, going on a trip. You can do that. There are things that we need to shift. We see it. We need to make a change and do something. Number two, uh, it, one of the things that, um, well, let me just share this. Um, first of all, uh, we recognize the problem. We may take time crying about it and mourning about it like Nehemiah did and fasting about it but and then praying. But then we need to get up and take action. We don't want to leave it there. God is saying, I'm with you. I will give you the tools to take care of it. I recently <laughs> was talking to God because I saw something uh, several years ago while working in the schools. And when I, when I was in the schools teaching restorative practices and conflict resolution workshops with youth, one of the things that stood out to me was hopelessness in the eyes of the children I was working with, mainly teenagers, um, those in middle school and high school. And the Lord put something on my heart and he said, you've got what it takes to do something about it. And I thought, what can I do? I mean, I want to I wanna give them love. I want to do these things. But, Lord, I don't have the capacity to do that. He said, yes, you do, because I'm with you, and I will show you what to do. And then he blessed me with Transition Zone. The idea, I began to write it out daily and getting ideas from the Holy Spirit and, and, and then writing it out in my phone so that I wouldn't forget. And then... It happened. It was time. It was time to do something that I had never done before. I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years, but then to start a nonprofit was the first time I'd ever done that. God blessed along the way with the finances, with the people that he would put in place to help me to get certain situations accomplished, certain things accomplished. And then it was time. It was time to actually do the work. God gave me a curriculum. I created. And then as I began to grow in this, because we started in 2021, I recognized that I can't write up all the curriculum and then still go do the training. And I could, but it takes a lot of time. And then he blessed me to find the right curriculum that worked for what I was doing. And I was able to adapt that uh, so those the curriculum consists of uh, workforce skills, life skills, 
uh, entrepreneurship development, uh, peer mediation trainings, and human and sex trafficking awareness. These were things that I was seeing uh, in the schools that was lacking. We know the schools can't do it all. They have a great responsibility as it is. And God blessed me to do that. And then just recently, we just completed our summer session uh, and we're getting ready to celebrate the youth uh, for what they've done. And it's about 30 of them. <laughs> on August 21st, on Sunday from 3 to 5, we'll be celebrating what they've accomplished. And we invite you to come out. Uh, but what I was thinking about and praying to God about was, Oh, Lord, I need now to get in the schools. I need to be able to carry this out during the fall and winter when I'm not doing those summer sessions. We're still doing Saturday sessions twice a month starting in September, but I needed regular work. I needed, and I said, Lord, in order to um, cover uh, my pay and, and the pay for um, any other staff, uh, and not to mention the other things, but at least that and not to have to count on a grant to cover that, I need schools <laughs> and and for them to pay for our service. And then I started praying to myself and thinking about at least being somewhere five days a week in a school that's passionate about this as well. And so I did reach out to a few schools and I have appointments with a few of them. And then one in particular uh, reached out to me and said, I have questions. And so I said, okay. Uh, she sent me a list of all her questions that principal did. And I answered them all. And after answering them, she said, can you do this all year long? And I said, yes. And so she said, can we meet? I said, when do you want to meet? She said, as soon as possible. <laughs> this was a woman on a mission. I have not met a principal quite like her before amazing principal at University Academy, uh, Miss Lavette Emerson. We met yesterday and she said, I would love for you to do five days a week and uh, to do it uh, three hours a day. At first it was gonna be the whole day, but I wasn't available to do that. So three hours a day, uh, we're working on the uh, financial piece now. But to see God answer that prayer, just like that, you know, and it was like, you see something, you know, see God's face, go to him, pray about it, ask him to show you what to do. He showed me what to do, how to come up with, you know, the pricing that would fit for what I'm doing there. Uh, you know, I've got the curriculum already. I said, look at God, how quickly he answered that prayer and, uh, and putting the people in position. So not only am I blessed, they will be blessed as well. The students will be blessed as well. And the community will benefit because our youth are getting these so much needed skill sets that the schools are not able to teach because they've got state mandates to teach other things that are very valuable that they need. So we come alongside and support and we work together. Look at God, right? I am so grateful for what he is doing. How about you? It is time to yield and trust God. What has he shown you to do? Get busy. Pray about it. 
then do something about it. Just as Nehemiah did. Just as, and God is no respecter of persons. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. You simply need to trust him and have faith in him and know that he will give you everything you need to accomplish the task. Oh, glory to God. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the most important thing you could ever do for your life, for your existence, because we are going to spend eternity in one of two places, even in either in heaven with the Lord or in hell. There is no in between. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org. Please become a partner as we serve in the community, teaching our youth these very valuable life skills and all these other workforce skills and things like that. Uh, We would appreciate your partnership. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.